This is Keegan Michael Key. And L Key. And, and you're, you're listening, listening to Five Questions, questions with Dan Shawbell. You're listening to the Five Questions podcast, and I'm your host, Dan Shawbell. In fewer than 10 minutes, my goal is to extract the best advice from the world's smartest and most interesting people by asking them just five questions. My guests today are writers and producers Keegan-Michael Key and L. Key. Keegan-Michael is a Peabody award-winning actor most known for his award-winning show Key and Peele. L. is an award-winning film, television, and commercial director, writer, and producer. We talk about their process for collaborating on their new book, The History of Sketch Comedy, in this episode. Keegan-Michael and L., welcome to Five Questions. Hi, thanks for having us. Congrats on the podcast and now the book. Definitely a lot to talk about in this episode. So how have you both been able to collaborate on projects together? I think we both discovered that if we work on something together, it's better. Yeah, that's a really good way of putting it. So if we work on something together, it's better. What our team and everyone who's very supportive around us has tried to do is if there's a commercial project or a hosting project where we can both be involved, it usually goes over goes over pretty well so so we're probably almost 50 50 i think projects we work on together and projects we work on separately separately. yeah that's i think the easy part i mean one of the reasons why we ended up together is our sense of humor is similar our backgrounds are similar we're only 11 days apart so our references are the same our tv shows from the 80s are the same so So, you're basically the same person Yes, I think you can yes. tell us apart if you if you love. If you try hard, if you try really hard, yeah, yeah, yeah. I love it. Yeah, and I'm sure the more projects you work on together, the kind of easier it gets, and you get yeah. in this kind of groove with the chemistry that you've built as collaborators. Speaking of the book, what were some of the pivotal moments over the history of sketch comedy that had the most effect on the art form? There's quite a few. You can kind of pick and choose if you want to, but one I think would be television. The advent of television is is so instrumental in getting the form out there so that more and more people could see it. People were used to seeing sketches in vaudeville and people were used to listening to them on the radio. But to be able to bring that physical visual component to it was something that was a game changer. What he said. Yeah, it makes sense. I mean, yeah, you you can see sketch comedy on streaming. You can see it pretty much everywhere. It has that prolification. Whereas back in the day, before I was born, you wouldn't have that kind of access. You'd have to go buy a record. Exactly. And now it's, it's it's, it's ubiquitous, you know. And you've had some extraordinary conversations for the book with some influential performers. Which ones kind of surprised you about the history of sketch comedy or or which ones did you kind of learn something new from? I thought, and, and a little bit of this is in the book, I thought talking to Mel Brooks was certainly an incredible experience. And even though there's a couple of little blurbs in there, we probably spoke for almost an hour. Mm-hmm. And I was really surprised that he said that he never would have been able to make Blazing Saddles the way that he made it. You certainly can't make it today. But even then, it would have been hard to make Blazing Saddles. But he had final cut. So as a director, he was given the ability to make the final decision about what the cut of the movie would be. And that was what his contractual deal was. Had it not been, that movie would be very, very different. I do elaborate a little bit more in the book, but that moment was like, huh, it's all those things that you didn't know you didn't know, or the questions you didn't know to ask. Uh, another another thing was talking to Christopher Guest and learning that movies like Spinal Tap, they're not sketches. Oh, they're yeah. not written down. They're an outline and improvised. And I thought that's... These are fantastic improvisers, but if they just improvise at a bunch of different times and cut it together, I was like, 
that's fun. But the people in those casts are, are, oh, brilliant. are brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. Yeah. Now a word from our sponsor. Having trouble hiring, retaining, and developing your workforce? iSolved is here to help. iSolved People Cloud is a comprehensive human capital management solution that helps you employ, enable, and empower your workforce throughout the entire employment lifecycle. From attracting and recruiting, to onboarding and compliance, from payroll and benefits to time and labor management, and from talent management to predictive people analytics. Transform your employee experience for a better today and a better tomorrow with iSolved. For more information, go to iSolvedHCM.com. You look at the past when it comes to sketch comedy, but how is sketch comedy going to evolve in the future? What are some of the trends that you're kind of paying attention to? Let's say you were to do a, a second book, kind of looking at the state in 10, 20 years. What do you think sketch comedy would look like? What I find interesting is that nowadays we're seeing everything get shorter and shorter and shorter and more truncated. And I feel like in regard to time, I think that what is fascinating is when you look at comedy on TikTok and see how like people, it's just like, like a meme or a really, really fast, funny video that's 30 seconds long. And that seems to be the future that we find ourselves in now is that we're getting our comedy in these tiny little morsels. But some of those morsels still have a beginning, a middle, an end, and have characters in them. So there's still sketches, even if they're short. And something that I think is really interesting is that during comedy reviews in the 1950s, they used to do sketches and then they'd have like, you know, like a juggler and then there'd be a stand-up comic and they'd do these different acts, right? Every now and again, just to keep the pace going, they would do these little pieces called blackouts, which were actually just kind of dramatized jokes. Like in Laugh-In. Like in Laugh-In, like in Laugh-In. Yeah, exactly. Th those were blackouts. You look at a blackout in Laugh-In and now you look at TikTok today and they're about the same length. That's just, that's just kind of an interesting side point, but I see the comedy getting shorter and shorter and shorter, certainly in the, in the near future. I call it what short attention span theater. Yeah. What I called it in the book. Mm -hmm. I do think though, but there are movies out there. I mean, look at Barbie. There's so many fun things in Barbie and Barbie is not a short movie. No. Barbie is not 30 seconds long. I don't think. I think it's no. longer. The TikTok <laughs> promotions, some of them are probably less than 30 probably. seconds. But people will sit down and watch a journey. And there are shows like Key and Peele or Mr. Show that were created as journeys that even the Flying Circus and Monty Python is that you have sketches in Key and Peele, but they follow some kind of story and interstitial. So if somebody is watching, watching the whole show versus watching little pieces of it, it's a very different experience. Like, like record albums, the, the weekend has an album out right now that it's a journey that he takes you on, it's a beginning, middle and end journey. But people just hear the so one song and they pull it out and it works great. And I think you could have lots of little sketches. I think Jordan Peele makes the point in the book that some of those sketches are actually meant to be part of a bigger piece, a, a bigger journey, yeah, a bigger yeah. piece, a bigger adventure. A bigger adventure, yeah. Yeah, well, it seems like even with maybe the longer form, it gets chopped up now with you know how people kind of promote that or how people mm -hmm. want to consume because consumer habits have completely changed like you were saying it's like instant gratification lack of patience to just scrolling just that behavior and so that i think that's played a big role but i do think and i think you're alluding to this too is both the long form and the short form can win that's true that's very true absolutely and what's your best piece of career advice i think a question that i asked myself over the years and something that Keegan has looked at me in surprise is I say, who made the rule? Who makes the rules? Who says, who says you can't do this? Who says you can't, where does that come from? 
And when we first became friends, and I know there's different versions of this out there, and there's probably a Tony Robbins version. And as I said to him, I said, if, if you could do anything, if you could have any, any outcome and any story and any journey, and you were not standing in your own way, if you're not the reason why, if you don't have a story about why you can't do something, what would you do? And I think it's fair to say that might have changed the trajectory of my life, of, my, enti- of my entire life. If you that, really do that, that if you really grasp staying out of your own way and saying, okay, if I didn't have a story that I made up about why I can't do it, what would I do? And it's a, I think it's a really fun question to ask. And it's not an easy one. I think it took him like two hours to come up with something because I was like, no, no, there's no, there's no negative stories. None of you can have whatever you want. It was hard not you to have a negative story. Yeah. There's a silver platter. Whatever you want is on there. What would and I was like, no, but, 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 but this but would happen, but I can't. And she goes, no, no, you get it. You get whatever you want. You get whatever yeah. you ask for. Yeah. <laughs> I was, what's this concept? Yeah. Anyway, what is mine? What is mine? Mine is uh, listen to her. That's what no, I, I, <laughs> I love that. Thank you so much for sharing your wisdom, Keegan and Elle. To follow their journey, you can read the history of sketch comedy and find them on Instagram and Twitter where they share their travels, collaborations, and appearances. To watch the full extended video version of this episode, go to youtube.com slash Bell, And please remember to rate and review the 5 Questions podcast on iTunes.